Welcome to Immigration Nerds, brought to you by Erickson Immigration Group. I sit down with executive producer and host of Immigrantly Podcast, Sadia Khan. Immigrantly is a weekly podcast that captures the honest and unfiltered accounts of first and second generation immigrants in America. Sadia holds an MBA and master's in human rights. She seeks to mend the current state of polarization and divisiveness among cultural, racial, and ethnic lines. Together, we discuss the experience of reconciling having a dual identity, the pressures to assimilate, and recognizing how the current political climate has effectively shifted the way people perceive and treat immigrants. Today, we get personal. I'm Ian Gaines. Come join us Beyond Borders. It's a pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I'm, I'm glad that we were uh, able to connect. You have a wonderful podcast and uh, a great platform. So I'm glad that we were able to do this. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Let's get into your background. One, your experience, your immigration experience, and also the factors that led you to create your podcast. So I am originally from Lahore, Pakistan, and basically, which basically means that I have lived in the world's two most amazing and greatest cities, Lahore and New York. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. As for my immigrant experience, my husband and I moved to the U.S. in early 2000s. This was for his education. Um, he had applied to this amazing graduate program in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. So we packed up our bags and we were newlyweds. We were we were young and we were like, we didn't know what we were doing. And we packed up our bags. We flew here the next day. He was in class and I was left to navigate a strange land. Uh, years mm -hmm. later, we are now U.S. citizens, nationalized U.S. citizens. We call America home. There, there's mm -hmm. been a lot of twists and turns and struggles along the way. But at the end of the day, honestly, Ian, I feel like immigration itself and being an immigrant and immigrating to a new country is such a humbling experience. I've been blessed to call America home now. I have two homes, Pakistan and America. I went back to grad school here. Um, I did my master's in human rights studies from Columbia University. I worked as a human mm -hmm. rights activist with a small civil society organization. But my platform was basically working on women's rights, um, women, peace and okay. security. We worked a lot with UN women. And all my work was focused on global issues. Uh, nothing right. was focused within the U.S. But then 2016 elections happened. Uh, and yes, they sure did. They sure and, did. Ev <laughs> and everything changed. Yeah. Um, before, mm -hmm. honestly, 2016, being an immigrant was never part of my consciousness. Uh, if others saw my immigrant identity, mm -hmm. I wasn't really aware of it. However, during the elections, then candidate Trump started demonizing immigrants and people of color. And at that time, I really felt hurt and targeted and marginalized. And I wished at the time I was like, I wish there was a platform where we could present a more honest and open dialogue around complex issues like immigration and basically mm -hmm. rehumanize people of color and immigrants. 
And that's how Immigrantly was created. Right. It was initially called the Alien Chronicles. Um, I was, <laughs> okay. I, it was, yeah, I was trying to reclaim the right. term alien. Uh, it was right. a tongue-in-cheek title, but nobody honestly got my joke. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you probably got a lot of like UFO audiences. And, absolutely. Like, <laughs> In fact, you're absolutely yeah. right. Once uh, somebody wrote this really nasty review on Apple Podcasts, and the guy mm. was so angry, he was like. What the hell? This is not about aliens. Yeah. I was expecting right. aliens. This is crap. <laughs> exactly. I can see that. That's funny. So you felt that sort of switch in perception during the election. That's when you felt your group or you were targeted in a sense? Yeah, of course, because uh, right after elections, once President Trump was elected, he signed executive order implementing Muslim ban. Right. Obviously, that was targeting Muslim majority countries. And as a Muslim American, I really felt alienated. And I felt like I was being asked to justify my existence in the US mm. as, as an American citizen. Right, right. Yeah, that takes us to your podcast and the reasons why you developed it. So here at Immigration Nerds, we take a more academic approach. We, we do sit down with nonprofits and different organizations that work on asylum cases. Also, we'll have professors talk about the historical precedence of a policy or a new policy that comes out from the White House, we'll have an attorney on and we'll do the analysis of it. You guys, it sounds like you focus on the direct experiences of immigrants in America and bring that humanizing factor to it. Absolutely. That's the idea. It's just like through storytelling, creating these narratives or at least sharing relatable narratives with everyone else so that people realize that before everything else we are humans and right. we, we we tend to put ourselves in these boxes and silos of race and ethnicity culture religion sexual orientation but before all of that we connect on a very basic human level which people have somehow forgotten and mm. and the idea through immigrantly is to just share those experiences struggles um, failures strengths and connect on that very basic human level. Right, right. So in a previous episode, you and your guest discussed the term American-born confused <laughs> ABCD. That was something that sort of reached out to me. I was like, I have never heard this before. <laughs> so while other labels seem to indicate both Pakistani-American or Indian-American, this phrase seems to imply neither. So could you define this for us or give us a conception of what ABCD means? So um, from what my understanding of ABCD is, and I'll be honest, I've, I've been using it ever since I was a kid. It's term used for, it's called, it's American born confused desis. Now desis is a broader term used for South Asians. So people from India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, and what it means is that they are confused about their identity. They are going through some, right. some sort of um, identity crisis. Now, I do feel that people who immigrate to the U.S. from other countries, like myself, have a very strong sense of identity. Having grown up in a predominantly Muslim country, I'm very comfortable right. in my own skin. Like, I'm not confused about who I am. 
On the contrary, second generation Americans, and I have interviewed a lot of second generation Americans, they somehow straddle two worlds in in the real sense of the word. Mm. And therefore, they, I feel, have a more fluid sense of who they are, which honestly can be a curse and a blessing at the same time, because it takes a it takes longer for them to be themselves and to recognize who they are, at least recognize the part of their cultural heritage that is passed on to them by their parents. I see that struggle with my kids, my daughter, she's 13, and sometimes I feel like she just wants to completely disengage with my culture and there are times when she is proud of that culture so it's it's that dichotomy and that irony that goes into it and hence the the term abcd right right i think that is a situation that happens with many different uh, immigrants growing up and you have your cultural base but then also is the American way of or feeling that you have to assimilate to the the dominant culture. Me being born here in America, my descendants is from the African diaspora. So we, we have our own unique history here in America, uh, which is a, a slightly different is when you're born in the land, but the land doesn't accept you for who you are. So that's a different twist to it. I think growing up, it was always a emphasis on preserving culture, having pride and who you are. The older that you get, you find that to be more important in your life and you're more willing to sort of embrace that side. Absolutely. And I think this idea of assimilation is so overrated. I I, I mm. strongly believe that we should, in, especially in America, focus on integration rather than assimilation. This whole mm. notion of melting pot is so outdated. And I don't think it's worked mm. because of that. Honestly, what, what's happening right now is manifestation of this expectation of, you know, how everyone should be the same in terms of yeah. language, cultural identity, ethnicity, color, uh, which is such mm. a BS because America was never all white. It was brown long before it was white. Right. And, and that's Absolutely. something <laughs> that we have to recognize and focus more on celebrating each other's differences rather than just wanting everybody to be the same. Right. Yeah. And that's something that I, I love to see different cultures, how they express themselves, different customs. Everybody has their own particular know-how and I think it should be celebrated. Absolutely. Sort of Absolutely. You and a previous guest discussed the idea of certain groups considering themselves true Americans. And I guess that kind of goes in line to, with what we're talking about. Um, from your perspective, how do other components of an immigrant's identity, whether it's race, religion, sexual orientation, impact their immigrant experience? Honestly, right now, what I see is that being American um, is conflated with being white. Uh, and right. therefore, and, and that's why most kids of immigrants who are native-born Americans are made to feel like outsiders due to their skin color or religion or race or ethnicity. And since my podcast is about presenting more honest and truthful narratives, I really emphasize this point a lot in my discussions. Mm -hmm. And 
it is personal struggle for me as well because I don't want my kids who are second generation Americans to feel like outsiders in their own country. So it goes back to what I was saying initially that we have to talk more about celebrating our differences and and talk about how native born Americans are they come from all different ethnicities, they come from all different races, skin color, sexual orientation, um religion race because this whole notion of just being white christian cisgender male or female right. uh is extremely denigrating to other uh, uh, native born americans who are americans by any any definition of the word itself right Absolutely. And I think that trend is is happening now. Uh now we're able to experience the stories of others because we have a completely new access whether it's on social media or just online the internet, you get the unadulterated <laughs> access yeah. to other people and now that's something what we're sort of seeking and so sort of looking for that authentic experience. And I'll give you an example. Like as I I I'm sure if you've listened to my podcast, we talk a lot about hierarchy of accents and hierarchy of um culture and religion and ethnicity in the US. Um I was like my my daughter was telling me this story. She was sharing an incident that happened in her friend's class. So her friend's class has a native Spanish speaker as their Spanish teacher. Mm-hmm. And apparently kids don't respect her and in fact complain that they don't understand her accent. Can you imagine that kids are not happy learning wow. Spanish from a native Spanish. speaker and would prefer to learn it from somebody whose first language is not Spanish and who's probably learned it themselves. So that to wow. me is a, a true manifestation of this hierarchical order where your accent if if you don't have the the predominant accent or british accent for that matter somehow you are not uh, considered an intellectual or you are not given the respect that you deserve mm mm do you have a solution for this <laughs> again i i i i really think <laughs> yeah. we need to, I, i think media can play a huge role in this i right. i i can go on and on about how right. hollywood has dehumanized so many cultures and identities right. and and they are right. pretty much um complicit in what's been happening now nobody calls hollywood out because we all think oh hollywood is all like liberals honestly look, look at the the stuff that they've been presenting and and the the stereotypes that they have created over the years so the right. change has to be broader it has to be a societal change it has to be within american pop culture in our curriculums in our schools mm-hmm. within our societies as a whole otherwise right. this this whole idea of us versus them is is just going to be there right yeah and i think we're getting more nuanced stories and less stereotypical stories i know for black americans african americans that has been the the longest fight not to be boxed in whether it's the the gangster role or this person is ignorant let's laugh at him because he doesn't know how to speak proper english or like so it was always those roles you're talking about hollywood or just portrayals in the media as either the thug or the person who is not intellectual 
now we're able to see specifically African-Americans being portrayed in more nuanced roles. Yeah. So there's many different sides and aspects to, to all of us. And I think all cultures are starting to get that look as well. And mm. the upside is, Ian, I, I guess we are taking control of our own narratives. Like I, I have a right. platform now where I am presenting my narratives. You have a platform where you're presenting mm. your narrative. And sometimes it's, you know, one has to just say, okay, if nobody else is doing I will do it. Right, At least I'm absolutely. trying to reach out to people and uh, take charge of my narrative and let them know who I am as a Muslim woman of color, as an American, Pakistani American Muslim woman of color. Change in real time. Yeah. Okay. So uh, <laughs> it's happening right now. Uh, okay. So finally, uh, I wanted to borrow your own question and I'll try to answer it myself. I actually haven't put too much thought into it, but so it'll really be off the cuff. Uh, so how would you define America in a word? Right now, I think America is confused. Uh, America mm. is going through identity crisis. On the one hand, we see, you know, bigotry and hatred. But then on the other hand, we see this unprecedented level of resistance and unprecedented level of people coming together and realizing each other's differences and celebrating. And my hope is that America will rise above all the pettiness and hopefully um, everything will get better because I can see, despite all the hatred and bigotry and craziness that's going around, there is a lot mm. of hope still. And, and that's what wow. I am betting on. Wow, that was a good one. That was a good definition. <laughs> uh, okay, so you, I'll try to be more... I'm a naturally optimistic person, so I, I usually lean towards that end. I'm going to say possibility, because America has its faults, but also it is a land where someone like a Jay-Z, these are, I'm giving you my heroes now, right? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> to come from Brooklyn, Marcy Projects, did what he did when he was young, but then to turn around and become an absolute mogul, the true rags, the richest story. Now, obviously, that is not a story for everyone and that everybody can have, but it's very uniquely American, right? And I think now, since we have access to platforms, we have access to audiences, we can open up discussions and share with each other the, the nuances of our being and show our humanity. And I think here is the place where the rest of the world looks towards to get their direction in terms of social or cultural, how we treat each other. I don't think Americans understand that it's not just us who are taking that in, but it's the rest of the world who are taking cues Absolutely. from that. Right. So I think here is where where we establish a lot of those social norms I'm happy in a sense where I'm a part of this and I can help shift it in a more positive light. So I would say that. Absolutely. I agree. <laughs> All righty. Sadia, this was a fun one. Uh, we really got into it and I appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. It was wonderful. Thank you. 
For more immigration content and updates, please follow us on Twitter at IMMNerds and our website EIGlaw.com. Thank you to assistant producers Luke Bianco and David White for contributing in this week's episode. See you next time.